0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Stella Ray Herself podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in this week. Thank you to everyone who shared that they were listening last week, even if you didn't share and you just listened. Thank you to everyone who, you know, interacts with the podcast, whether that's commenting on a video or DMing me your thoughts on anything, or, you know, we chat about stuff in the Discord group, links down below. But it really means a lot to me, and I just love having this community where I can share my ideas and things that I've been learning about, thinking about, etc and to get that like reflected back is so amazing so shout out to y'all i'm really excited for this week's episode because i feel like we have a lot to talk about and let's just dive into it so how has everyone's week been bro this daylight savings was sunday you know if you're in the us besides arizona i think and honestly i feel like daylight savings is kind of dumb because now like it was starting to get light out at 5 5:30 a.m., which was great for me, but then it's like I mean yeah, it's later now at night or it's lighter later, but I kind of miss the morning routine of it. Um, but the days are finally getting longer, even if you haven't had daylight savings yet in your country. Um, you know the days are getting longer, and I just love this time of year um it's spring officially this weekend it's the start of the new astrological calendar the new astrological year so this is really like i feel like when new year starts you know like spring and just like you like getting out of winter like And it's crazy. It's always the beginning of the year, I feel, where like winter really is just like the worst time. Because at the end of the year, you know, we have all these holidays and it's like, you know, just slowly, we're like, oh, at least for me, it's like, oh, we're just getting more cozy. We're getting in the holiday spirit. Like we're wrapping up the year. Oh my God. But then like January through March is just so ew because it's still dark out and it's just like, So I'm just very relieved and excited. I don't know. I feel like this Pisces season was just like a lot, not in like a terrible way, but just like, I feel like I just had, it was definitely emotional for me. And again, not, not in all in a bad way, but there was definitely high highs and very low lows. Um, It was good in a lot of ways, but it also was like, I had some very like, what the fuck moments. Um so let me know how your Pisces season is. It's Aries season on Sunday. So shout out to all my Aries queens. As a Leo, I'm very excited for this fire sign season. I just feel like it's going to be such a good refreshing feel, you know, the start of the new astrological calendar. So we're going to talk about that as well, but just know, you know, if you have been feeling very gross and stuck and just like ew things are finally officially changing. Like, we're experiencing the change currently. Even if you don't feel it within yourself yet, you know, things are changing around us. They're going to affect us, and it, we're gonna feel the difference. Um, so I'm just, like, so fucking glad. Beverage check. I had to go to CVS. Also, y'all, I'm gonna try to vlog this week. I am gonna vlog this week. You know what? Because y'all deserve a, a weekly vlog. <laughs> so... You're gonna hear me talk about this in the vlog, but I went to CVS this morning to get some sunscreen because I was out, and you know, because it's beginning nicer out, I wanna lay my ass out on the roof. <laughs> so I needed more sunscreen for sure. I was using like the, this, I like love them, but like the My Shell, I love the My Shell Face Sunscreen, but their body sunscreen, bro, it's just like so, it's zinc based, which is good, but it's just so white cast, and the only one I had left was like the lotion. So I'm, I, I'm used to spray sunscreens, you know, they're just so much more easy, convenient, and like you can reach your back and stuff. I have not had to rub in sunscreen on my body in so long, and this was the only one I had left, and it was just a struggle, and especially like, what if there's other people on the roof and I'm like rubbing myself down? It's just like not a good look for me, so definitely needed to go get that, um, and then I also decided to get a Duncan. She's a decaf oat milk latte with, I think it's just one caramel swirl. It's not the best today and I did, when I got home, add a shot of just regular espresso and it did help a lot. It's just very thick and like too sweet. Like not the worst ever, but it's just not like, it's not the best one. I just had, I got this exact order. I don't even know, it might've even been in January, but it was so good. Like they got that milk to espresso ratio perfect. It wasn't too sweet, it was just like, Perfect. But that's just like how it goes with Duncan, you know? Like it's a gamble. Um, sometimes girls and people in other countries will be like, Oh, I wish I had Duncan. Like, it feels like I'm missing out. You're not. Like you're not. It's just it's convenient, especially on the East Coast. There's like a lot more Duncans than I mean we have some here, but I know it's a lot more common on the East Coast. Um It's just not It's either really good or it's like not. But you're not missing out, like you're not and i like their app because they'll have and that's why i go to starbucks so much too it's just like the app and the rewards and you can just get free drinks it's like really easy the convenience you know um but yeah you're not (laughs) missing out, bro there's this coffee place i really want to try but now it's like bro i don't even fuck with caffeine like that so sometimes it's just like okay like what am i doing this way which has low-key been nice because now it's like i'm more likely to try like, in the past, you know, in coffee shops will have, like, oh, this is our, like, turmeric latte, like, blah, blah, blah. And before I would just... It's, like, their specialty, like, item. But it's, like, not a caffeine or it's just, like, not a coffee-based drink. Like, I would never get shit like that before because I just always wanted the caffeine. But now it's, like, I've been branching out. I got this, like, turmeric boba the other day from Earth. It was, like, okay. I prefer the green tea one. But, um yeah so it's been kind of nice like yesterday i had no caffeine at all and i was completely fine so moving up in the world (laughs) um what else was i gonna say so let me know your beverages down below we also have my classic water this is your sign to go wash your water bottle that you always use yeah i'm kind of (laughs) thirsty um but yeah definitely do that i try to wash mine i wash mine i do wash mine at least once a week I try to do it more than that, but sometimes it's just, like, I don't know. It always feels, like, such a hassle. And it's, like, bro, it's so easy to clean because it's not really, like, dirty, you know? Like, it's not like you're cleaning grease and oil off of it. Like, it's so easy to clean. But it's just, like, I'm always, like, ew, I'll just do that later. And it's, like, bro, it takes two seconds. You don't want that bacteria. Whatever. (sighs) So let me know your beverages down below. Um, But I feel like there was something else I wanted to say before we get started i guess i don't know if i said this last time but um if y'all don't listen to selection and i posted this on my story but the so it's like a a radio show like it's like a mix every sunday on apple music um i'm sure a lot of you know of it already but i've been like really heavy on that recently like that's all i want to listen to um their valentine the valentine's day one episode 538 is like the best shit i've ever heard and especially just with um it being spring and it's just like the days have been feeling nicer even if you know the weather is not necessarily nice where you are now at least it's staying lighter longer out you know just that getting into that spring feel and just like Ooh, it's like the best mix for like this time. And it was, you know, it's the Valentine's Day mix. So it's a lot of just like songs about love and like it's a lot of reggae and it's just like the best. Oh my God. It's just so good. I've literally listened to it almost like every day. I think I found it kind of late. Like I definitely didn't listen to this one when it came out. But um, if you haven't listened to that, bitch, that was that's my like official, that's my important announcement listen to that because starting my day off with that like that's all I've been listening to and it's just I'm just so glad anyway so just like very excited about that um one of the main topics I wanted to talk about today is something that I've definitely talked about before and like referred to but I wanted to do like a deep dive on it today because I posted something on my story related to this and I just know so many of us can relate and it's just something I can never like learn about enough i guess or read about enough or like think about enough because it's just so ingrained in most of us um and that is the good girl complex so originally i had post i had reposted something from this therapist like a little infographic let me find it i believe it was from robin clark it's loading i thought i saved it i guess i didn't I think I screenshotted it maybe. but. Yeah, love Robin Clark. She's a... I thought she was a therapist. I guess she just... I thought she was a therapist. Not me being shocked. You know, it says coach, so whatever. But she has really good infographics and just like very relatable stuff about, you know, just a lot of the things that we go through specifically as like women. Um... But I would recommend following. That's when I that like this is the stuff I'm talking about when I say like you really can curate your own Instagram experience. Like, oh man, I just feel so bad about my life every time I go on Instagram. It's like, are you following like the therapists, babe? Or <laughs> following the life coaches with like good advice? Because I have a great experience when I go on IG. Sometimes a dumbass will piss me off, but then it's like <laughs> Um anyway, so I will link her account down below. But I had reposted this And someone had asked me to talk about it in a podcast. So I'm just going to read over this and we're going to discuss. So this is signs that you're stuck in good girl. The security you get from being liked is so essential that you'll self-abandon to keep folks happy with you. You don't really know. You don't often know what you really want or need. You just want people to be pleased with you. Being agreeable, nice, pleasing, cute, (laughs) and focused on other people is your default social setting very me like oh my god that bitch setting boundaries feels like you're cutting off a part of yourself not doing something self-affirming conflict or folks being mad at you feels like the ground is falling out from under your feet you assert yourself but only to the point that everyone still feels comfortable with you raise your fucking hand if you feel self if you feel personally attacked by this post because i know i do and like this has just always been such a struggle for me. Like, I'm sure if you've met me, like, I feel like anyone who meets me, like, I remember getting, you know, reports in class growing up. Like, this has just always been my life. Like, oh, you're so nice. You're so agreeable. You're just so easy to be around. And, like, that can be a good thing in a lot of ways. But, you know, when it's... When you're nice and, like, agreeable to those around you at the expense of your own comfort or your own boundaries or just your own self you know, that's a fucking problem. And it's just so ingrained in so many women to default to this, you know, we're supposed to be like, cute and like, nice. And we're supposed to put others first. And like, Oh, I don't want to cause conflict. I don't want to be a bitch. You know, I don't want to be bossy. I don't want to be what I don't want to what about their feelings. And again, like, it's not a bad thing to think of other people's feelings or to like, not want to hurt someone. But it gets to be a problem when you're that's just always what you're doing, and you're not sticking up for yourself because oh what what will they think? I don't want to hurt them, I don't want to cause conflict, conflict makes me uncomfortable, etc. And like I just want you all to know, um, I'm sharing this and whatnot. I I love every sound. <laughs> um I have come a long way in this journey, this like people pleasing journey, this like good girl journey, whatever. But I'm not like, oh, yeah, I assert myself so perfectly in every situation. and I'm never scared of conflict now. Now, like, it's still definitely a struggle for me. I've come a long way. I'm a lot better at it than I used to be even just a few years ago. But it's not like I'm like, perfect. So I'm sharing this to like, you know, I know what a lot of us deal with this. So we're all in this together, bitch, like, let's be in our Self love bags, let's be in our let's cause conflict bags, you know, <laughs> like it's like a process. Um, so just so y'all know, like, I'm not like this, is, like, yeah, I've learned a lot, yeah, I can do a lot better now, but like, anyway, um, so for me, what really stuck out from this post was like, you often don't know. You often don't know what you really want or need. You just want people to be pleased with you. I have this specific memory of, like, I was with this guy. I think this was when I, like, first moved to L.A. And he was, like, oh, like, where do you want to eat or something? And I was, like, oh, I don't care. Like, and I just remember specifically saying something, like, I just, like, don't really like making decisions. Like, I'd rather someone else choose. And I just remember being so uncomfortable with, like, 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 having to make the decision. And I know like that's like a classic example, like, oh, girls don't know what they want to eat. But it was just like, very, it was just like more than that, you know, at the time, like that moment, like there's probably been other times where I didn't know what I wanted to eat, but I literally just like didn't know. like, That was just a specific example of like, oh, like what if I choose the wrong place and they're not happy with it? Or like, oh, like I would just rather they make the decision and I can just go along with it, you know, like, um, and I just always think of that. And especially reading this, like I just, oh my God, like I just thought of that like so hard. Um, Being agreeable, nice, pleasing, cute, and focused on other people is your default social setting. Bro, like, I know some of y'all are really good, you know, I don't know. If a man's being creepy to you in public or something, like, some of y'all are really good at asserting yourselves. And it's, like, I mean, sometimes it's, like, we just, we don't know necessarily the situation. So, I feel like we just, like, or, like, you know, when it's just, like, your default to be polite even though someone's being like creepy to you or an asshole to you or just like downright rude and disrespectful to you it's like you still just want to be like polite it's like oh I don't want to like rock the boat it's like they're literally are they thinking about your feelings and how you're being affected by how they're acting towards you no so why do I care and that's not to say like oh you dumb bitch like (laughs) why are you being polite it's like it's just that like it's so ingrained in us not necessarily our fault but like you know um also the one that said setting boundaries feels like you're cutting off a part of yourself instead of doing something self-affirming so telling someone no I can't do that I can't make it I won't be able to do that for you um even like I don't know like telling a guy like I'm not comfortable with that um you know, it can feel just, like, so uncomfortable and gross and, like, ew. Like, I'd ro- it would be so much easier. It would feel so much easier to just go along with this or to say yes or to go out of my way for this person when I don't really actually want to. Um, and I read another post. I don't know if it was from the same IG account. I know it was on IG, though. But it was something like, you know, how, how about instead... I feel like they referred to that feeling as almost like a hangover or something, like the hangover of like setting a boundary when you're just kind of like, ew, uncomfortable and just like, uh, like I hope I didn't make them mad, like uh, it's just such like an ugh feeling. Um, it was like, how about instead we recognize that as like a good feeling of like, okay, we did something good for ourselves. Like when I feel that, it's like I know I stood I stood up for myself instead of like worrying about how the other person might take it or like if they're mad at me or whatever. Um, so let me know if you relate to any of that. But then of course y'all know I had to go. Um I had to go and look this up and find some articles. Oh, this this is another post by Robin Clark though. Women who overfunction like crazy, and then there's just a paragraph, you know doing everything, wearing all the hats, stretched thin, operating in survival mode, leaving, living beyond your like emotional capacity, doing more than of your share of, you know, household labor, being everyone's support person, always saying yes, etc. You're doing exactly what our patriarchal society taught us to do. Um, you know, and it's just it's crazy how ingrained everything is. Like it's crazy that like me being uncomfortable setting a boundary with this person relates to like this structure of society like you know it's like once you kind of become aware of everything it's like you just realize like oh that's why but also like i've always said this and again like this is just like i'm still learning like it's not like i have all the answers (laughs) it's just like once you as like disclaimer disclaimer um but once you like realize something like that like oh this is just like or not this is just but like this is a result of our patriarchal society this is like how I've been socialized to act and like you know I feel bad about it because it's like I um assumedly supposed to like be able to do all these things it's like oh it's not like it's a personal failure of mine or like to not be able to do all this stuff or like always say yes to everyone it's like it's like part of a like a systemic structure, (laughs) a systemic issue. Um, And then it's like, oh, it kind of like takes some of the pressure off. I know, at least for me, or same with like capitalism, you know, like, oh my god, like, why can't I do like, I feel bad that I'm not productive all the time. Like, it seems like everyone else is able to do everything. And then it's like, oh, well, that's just like capitalism. And then it's like, you know, we're uh, supposed to, always be on the grind and always be looking for the next side hustle and always, you know, making money. Then it's like, okay, that's not like real. Like that's like what we've been taught. So it's like, okay, it's not a personal failure. It's just like this. Yes. And that doesn't mean it's not going to affect us, but it's like when you're able to like, know. it's like, oh, this is how I've been socialized. It's not like, just like, why am I a failure? You know, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, at least, <laughs> Um, so I found this article from psychology today. We love a good psychology today article, five ways to stop being the good girl and start getting stronger. Um, so this is a really good article. And as always, I will link anything I reference down below. Um, there have been plenty of people who saw my politeness as an opportunity to test my boundaries. Let me know if you relate, like, especially, um, i just feel like so many of us can relate to this in dating like have you ever just felt like you were you know the perfect potential girlfriend for someone like oh my god like I'm doing everything for them you know I'm like like they have no reason not to date me like I'm such a a good example of like a gf um but it's like when you don't set boundaries when you're always saying yes to someone like you're gonna attract people who are going to like use that and I'm sure you can relate, you know? Like, we've all had, like, a friend. Maybe you haven't. Good for you. <laughs> like, I was just born with strong boundaries, goals. Hope if I have kids, that's how they feel. But, like... Um, we've Like, I'm sure all of us have experienced a friend or, like, someone in our life, a partner, or, like, someone we dated, who just would, like, always take advantage of the fact that we were, like... Or, you know, it seemed like, oh, they're taking advantage of my kindness or, like, how nice I am or, like, how much I love them, whatever. When really... I think maybe that's true, but it's also like, you know, I, maybe I just don't have strong boundaries and I'm uncomfortable with conflict. So when something does bother me, I'm not going to speak up for it. So therefore I'm just like always attracting these people who like are going to test me, test my boundaries, see how far they can push me. Um, That was like a really big realization I had. And it just realizing like patterns in relationships and friendships and just like, oh my God, like just, you know, that thing of like all of these people were actually the same person in the sense of like it was the same issues and once it's not until you break the pattern that you realize it and break the pattern that you're like free (laughs) like fuck um apparently when you're seen as a good girl people think they can get away with anything because they know you'll continue to behave like a mature respectful adult regardless of what's thrown in your face so yeah like that's the thing for me like i'm never No, I don't think anyone ever, anyone I've ever dated, anyone I've talked to, any friend would like describe me as like ever being crazy. I mean, unless they were literally just lying, but like, (laughs) bitch, if any, and let me know if you relate, like, are you like psychotic sometimes? And I say that like, you know, like, are you like, do you need to react more? This is like me at me, but also me asking y'all like, do you relate? Like, have you like wished that you reacted more when someone disrespected you? In the past, sometimes it's like, damn, like, I was way too nice, like, and that's also been part of my thing of, like, realizing this shit and trying to get past it and get over and overcome it, like, damn, I should have reacted way more in that situation, or even, like, right after something happens, like, you know, when you're taking a shower, like, reflecting, like, oh, do you ever have arguments in the shower with yourself, like, thinking about what you could have said? But, like, literally, it's like, I should have reacted way harder, but, le- like, no, I'm like, I'm mature, I'm respectful, I just want to be an adult in the situation it's like sometimes or even sometimes like you can still be responsible mature like polite but like you can still set a boundary and like it might feel especially if it's really hard for you it might feel like you're like being a crazy bitch like oh my god I feel so mean right now I feel so bad but it's like you're doing the right thing um So this article, I checked in with people to make sure they were okay with the life choices I was making. I said yes to things I would never dream of doing on my own. I became an obsessive perfectionist, especially when it came to how I presented myself and what I did. Best of all, (laughs) I pretended to enjoy all of this and did it with a smile on my face. Sometimes I was so deep in it that I started to mistakenly believe I did. It was terrifying and exhausting all at once. The good news or the bad, if you look at it from that angle, is that I'm not just imagining this. A study by Stanford University reported that the most desirable adjectives to describe women were compassionate, warm, cheerful, soft-spoken, and loyal, all qualities of a good of a good good girl. On the other hand, when the same participants were asked to list desirable adjectives for men, they listed independent, assertive, dominant, and decisive. Apparently, women apparently <laughs> women are most desirable when they're soft and men when they're strong. So that, you know, really ties into what I was talking about last week, you know, just in terms of patriarchy and how patriarchy in a lot of ways is harmful to men as well because, you know, they're presented with this image of like what the ideal man looks like. And it's like, you either have to be that or you're like just a little bitch, pussy ass, like you're gay, (laughs) you know? And then that gets into homophobia and just like everything's connected isn't that great so it's like if a man is compassionate warm it's like ew what's wrong with like not necessarily i mean some women are gonna think that but you know just in society or like to his peers it's gonna be like ew like what the fuck like if a man's very like caring and just like whatever it's like you better be an assertive ass dominant man otherwise you're just ew (laughs) you're gay (laughs) You know, know. if you don't know, it's like a a TikTok reference. Yeah, I think it's like a Rosa. Dude, you're gay? Okay, don't include that. Fuck. Um, Research suggests this gender bias starts early in childhood. Are we fucking surprised? Girls are more emotionally mature and better behaved. That I wonder too. Like, is that even true? Like, oh, biologically, we're more emotionally mature because, you know, nature versus nurture. Anyway, hence they take their parents' please-be-good guidance on board from an early age. This, this was, like, amazing to me. This carries on into education, where women focus on academic excellence. This then evolves to people-pleasing in the workplace as they are trying to be perfect and avoid receiving negative feedback. Everything is fucking connected. And especially if you're like me, like, I mean, maybe you can relate even if not, but, like, I was, like, the first... I love when this becomes my own personal therapy (laughs) session. I was like the firstborn, and especially when you are like the firstborn and especially the first daughter, um, there's just a lot of pressure on you to, you know, excel and to do well, you know, especially in school. And I feel like especially regardless of gender, like, you know, there's just always kind of a pressure on the firstborn to succeed. You know, you're the first one, like you have all these expectations on you. Your parents, you know, have never had a kid before, so they're like, you know, usually like over, like, oh my god, like, you know the um like not the saying, but like, oh, with the first kid, you're like doing all the tips and tricks, and then by your last kid, you're like, they'll be fine. It's like the same kind of vibe. Or it is that vibe. Um so like, you know, I know for a lot of people, maybe they did really and especially if you're the firstborn, but maybe not, you know, maybe you did really well in school, like early on, and then later, shit got hard, or you started going through something, or like your mental health was struggling, or like you were just struggling in some way. And so your grades went down, and you were getting still good grades, like maybe you were getting B's instead of A's, but it's like so shocking. And it's like, oh my god, like, you should do better than this. Like, there's just that pressure on you to succeed. So it's like, you know, firstborns, especially um, first daughters, Tend to have higher rates of anxiety, and like, it's like, that's great. Everything is really connected, um, you know, because of that pressure to succeed and like people please, especially for women. And it's just like, so let me know if you relate. And again, you don't necessarily have to be the firstborn, first daughter to relate. I know a lot of us do, especially women, but. Let me know. You know, like people pleasing in school. Like, I don't want to disappoint my parents with my grades. I don't want to disappoint my teachers. Like, if I get a bad grade, my teacher's going to like call me out in front of everyone or like, oh, if I'm not paying attention. Like, you know, so much of it is ingrained. And it's like, bro, we wonder why we're like this. And it's like, look at <laughs> That's why. Okay, so now let's get in. Okay, rant over. I mean, not really, but like, now let's get into the tips and tricks on what we can actually do according to this psychology today article. Number one, ask for what you want and deserve. And this goes for relationships. This goes for your career. This can go with your family and friends, you know, setting boundaries. Like, no, I'm, I won't be able to make Thanksgiving dinner this year. I am uncomfortable being around these family members. Um, only 7% of female MBA graduates attempted to negotiate their salary with their new employers, while 50% of men negotiated. Bitch. So, if you do not get what you want, you're, no, you will not get what you want and deserve if you don't ask for it. So, you know, take the chance. Ask for you need. Say no. Period. <laughs> Literally, there's a period. You can't say yes to everything and you can't help everyone. You have to put yourself, your health, and your well-being first and foremost. If you don't, there will be nothing left of you and you will be able to help no one. Also, you know, when it comes to that discomfort of saying no to someone or setting a boundary, if the relationship is real, they're going to understand and respect that. And it's going to make your relationship stronger. Because what you hope for is that, you know, if I tell someone no or I say No, like, how about instead we do this or whatever? Um, You know, you like to think that therefore, and you can do it politely and nicely. Like it doesn't have to be this beef, but you know what's, okay, side note, you know what's worse than not being direct is being passive aggressive because then it's just like it creates weird vibes and like people can tell the vibes off, but they don't know why. And their mind is gonna assume worse things than if you just said like, no, I'm tired, I won't be able to make it. No, I'm tired or whatever. Like "I, I can't help you with that. I can't be there for you right now. So anyway, what you hope is that, you know, if you can mature, not be mature. If you can like just be direct with someone, your friend, family member, whatever, hopefully that shows them that they can do the same with you. And then you can just have a nice direct relationship and no one has to be weird and passive aggressive. And if they have an issue with you or with something, they can talk to you about it and you can do the same with them. And it just goes into that thing that like conflict isn't always bad. Not that setting a boundary is necessarily conflict every time. Sometimes it can feel that way, um, but it's not. But um, conflict can bring your relationship closer. Speak up. If someone disrespects you, don't ignore it. If somebody is being rude, point it out to them. If somebody tries to change you, tell them you're happy with who you are. If you don't speak up, nobody will hear you. If you don't put boundaries up, people will keep pushing them. What really helps me is just like, again, thinking about all the past times that I felt like, oh, people took advantage of my niceness. And it's like, bitch, I got to do this now for my past self. I don't want to keep attracting these fucking assholes. (laughs) So therefore, I got to make myself uncomfortable. It's that short term discomfort for the long term. I'm going to have better relationships, more fulfilling, meaningful relationships, respectful relationships, etc. Treat others how do you like to be treated? Transforming from a good girl to a strong girl, we love that, doesn't mean you start being rude. You will continue to be polite, considerate, and respectful, but you will no longer do so at your expense. So there you go. And I know just like some people naturally are more reserved and like, I don't know, just chill. Like, (laughs) this doesn't mean like, oh, you just have to become this, like, if you're not naturally like just a loud person who's like, oh, it's so easy for me to just like say what's on my mind. I'm definitely not like that. Um, it doesn't mean you have to become someone you're not you're become someone you're not, but it does mean like, you know, I'm not gonna let I'm still I'm still gonna speak up for myself. You know, like y- you can be both. But with that being said, if you are naturally less reserved or whatever, like perf. Like hopefully this is like easier for you. Um so yeah, and I think as I get older and realize this kind of stuff, it's just all the more important to me to have real relationships. Like I don't want to I don't want to be friends with someone who like can't say what's on their mind or like who's always kind of passive aggressive if they have an issue with me or like whatever. Like I want I want it to be real. Like bro, like I don't want someone and you know in dating too, I don't want someone who's just going to like avoid conflict or who just always has to make a joke when something's serious you know it's like bro it's like I've definitely done that um I want it to be real so it's like you know to a certain extent you well it's like you kind of attract what you are but I think more specifically because that's kind of like vibes (laughs) but like more specifically it's like if you don't set boundaries you're not gonna attract people who are going to respect your boundaries once you feel like oh i really need to set these you know so let me know is it hard for you to set boundaries and also remember i was gonna say ladies but anyone who's listening no is a full sentence i had to remind myself of this recently you don't have to say an excuse you can just say no sorry you don't have to say sorry but like no and also just like practicing (laughs) i don't know if this is like valid advice but like like bro like you know when there's like a thirsty guy in your dms first of all you don't even need to reply but like let's say there's this guy that just always wants to like hang out with you but you're always like oh sometime just say no and when you practice on like (laughs) relationships that don't matter you know low-key it helps when you have to say no to someone with whom you feel it does matter you know (laughs) i don't know if that's good advice (laughs) It's like, but it's not being rude. It's just like, just practice saying no. So let me know what's a boundary you recently had to set. Is it easy for you? Or if that's too personal, just let me know. Is it easy for you to set boundaries or no? Do you relate to this whole good girl thing? Um, There was another article I read on envisionwellness.co. Oh, not setting boundaries, being a good girl, psych... Makes you psychologically vulnerable to relationships of the enabling, codependent, toxic, manip- manipulative, abusive, and etc. I didn't really like this article as much because they didn't really give any tips. They were just like, how does one overcome the good girl syndrome? Well, it's easier said than done. I can't offer you five easy steps. It's like, well, Psychology Today was able to offer us five easy steps. Not necessarily, they're not necessarily going to be easy to practice, but at least they gave us an outline. <laughs> this was just like, Good luck. It's work worth doing, though. (laughs) So, I mean, I'll still link it down below. um, But it was more so, like, defining good girl syndrome. It's, like, I think at this point. I mean, if you want to read it, you can read it. But um, the other one was, like, way more fully informative. So, I wanted to talk about the books that I've been reading. And with that, a topic from that. So, (laughs) y'all know I've been reading The Little House on the Prairie books. And... Technic this is These Happy Golden Years. Technically, there's one after this called The First Four Years, but it's not really like a full book because that one was published. The First Four Years were- was published after Laura Ingalls passed away, and they I think they found it in her notes or something. Um, I don't know if she ever intended for it to be published, but I think they were just kind of like, okay, yeah, like let's publish this just as it is. So it's a lot shorter and it's just like different vibes kind of um so i had forgotten a lot basically i don't know if you guys have read these but i grew up you know with my mom reading these to me and my sister and i know i've talked about them here and there you guys have probably seen me post them on ig but basically she was like a pioneer in the late 1800s and her and her family were you know going west it was the time in the united states where the government was um you know, wanted people to move west, to settle. So it's just kind of interesting to read these from her point of view because they, each book is like a different phase, you know, in her life as she's growing older and like moving west. Um, so it's also really interesting. I guess these were – some people wanted these to be pulled from shelves because there are definitely – there's like racism in these, you know, towards Native Americans – in i don't know if it was in this one or the one before but they talk about you know like minstrel shows um but i think it's interesting because it just shows you know the mindset of people at that time of the settlers i don't know i think what do y'all think because it's not like i'm reading this like oh yeah this is definitely promoting racism it's just like showing and it's not like heavy in these books like it's not like you're reading this like oh my god but there's definitely moments where you know they talk about the native americans or like whatever and like her mom will make a comment or like so i think to an extent it's like this is history like this is showing like how people thought at that time and i think to like erase that or i mean i guess it's different maybe if this is like considered a kid's book or something but like if you're to erase that it's like okay then how do you explain why things are the way that they are now? You know, if we're just to like pretend like, oh yeah, people never thought that way. People were always just like so accepting of one another. It's like, then how do you explain everything? It's definitely like, it's like interesting. It's like, mm. but what do y'all think? Like, is this something worth pulling from shows? Like, I don't know. Anyway, um, besides that, <laughs> uh, I just, yeah. So these books are very nostalgic to me, which is kind of the topic I wanted to talk about. Um, but... I don't really remember, like, these later books. It's, like, By the Shores of Silver Lake, I feel like is very defining and, like, okay, she's starting to kind of grow up. And after that, there's, like, The Long Winter, which I barely remembered anything from that as well. And then this one where she's, like, you know, starts dating her new bae and whatnot. Um, And this one, she really, like, becomes a woman. I didn't really remember much from those and I think it's because like as a kid it's like that just wasn't really interesting to me but now it's like I want the tea like what was dating like then you know like or courting (laughs) um what was it like when you grew up and like turned 18 and like like she got married I think at 18 had her first kid or had her only child at 19 I think she had another kid after that but he like died really soon after birth kind of sad she never had another kid um but this, I just have, to, like, this book is definitely my favorite one. I can now make that claim. Because, first of all, it's just a lot more relatable to, not, like, so relatable. But it's just, like, you know, those themes of, like, growing up, becoming a woman, like, leaving your family, starting your own life. Um, and this one, it's like, does anyone even care about this? But this one is right after you know, the book The Long Winter, blizzards were just happening all the time and they like almost died of starvation basically. But it's, you know, kind of a kid's young adult's book. So she's not making it as dark as it could be, but it's just like, oh my God, like people really lived like this and they survived because her bae saved the town. (laughs) Um, But then this book is just like the year after that and just like how much better everything is and like the springtime so I just felt like it was such a perfect book to read like while it's kind of becoming spring now um and just the way she talks about just like I don't know even just like the flowers as she's like walking to town or like just the nature and just like this book is just painted as such like a rosy picture and it is like fictionalized so I was kind of looking up the history and whatnot not me like loving history (laughs) it's just like so interesting I think it's like and I know I've said this before but I think it's just like the realization as you get older like oh all of this shit really happened to people you know like like me like humans like they had like thoughts like like I'm reading this wondering like how did that emotionally feel to go through a winter like that like and almost die of starvation because like she kind of talks about it like oh yeah every day felt the same and like whatever but it's like wow you actually went through that like and I know I've said this before too, but it's kind of like, like I first kind of realized stuff like that um, about my parents. Like, you know, you kind of grow up and you realize like, oh, it's not like my parents have all the answers or they know everything. Like they've been getting older as I've been getting older. They've been learning as I've been learning and trying to figure it out. Like no one really knows anything. So, (laughs) and I think not that this book is like, or these books are the prime example of this, but reading that book, um, lies my teacher told me, you know, like the real history of the United States. Um, it's like, they just made such a good point of like, you know, so much of history, especially US history is glossed over and just like made to seem like, oh, this picture perfect, you know, like everything, like this disnified, like, oh, this was the hero. And like, these were the bad guys. And it's just very boring in a lot of ways. But when you actually learn about like, I don't know, like, just reading, like, people's diaries and, like, the real truth of stuff, like, the ugly and, like, everything. It's like, oh, my God, like, this really happened to actual people and it's like, this is why things are the way that they are today and it, like, shit affects us still today. Like, it's just so interesting. And, again, this is a a fictionalized series, so it's not like this is, like, them, like, oh, my God, yeah, this is, like, wow. But just I think the fact that it is, like, their everyday lives and, like, it low-key wasn't that long ago you know um like over 100 years ago but still it's not like hundreds of years ago um so I'm not like necessarily recommending that you read this but it has just been really nice I guess like especially reading this one I just felt so cozy and like it's just this book is very good vibes and she starts dating her bae and it's just like so interesting so it's like yeah but then reading the real history like uh yeah like actually like they were homeless a lot of the time and like just like oh that does not sound like a good time like bro it's just so it's like if your crops fail like you fail (laughs) you can't just go I mean they have like stores and stuff but like they just and especially in the earlier books relied so much on like the land around them and whatnot Um, Anyway, so if you've read them, let me know. But it's just been so interesting to reread them as an adult and kind of look up, you know, the real history and, like, just think about that. Like, wow, this really not, you know, again, it's fictionalized. So it's not like this exactly happened, all of it, but just, like, the concept of, like, it was girls like me. (laughs) American girl dolls. On a more serious note, though, I've also been reading... Because I've been reading these, but I've also been trying to read a serious book at the same time. This is Slouching Towards Bethlehem by Joan Didion. This is a classic, um, so I've heard, but it's just a collection of essays specifically about California in the 60s. And yeah, it's just so. This is also kind of like gives me a nostalgic vibe. Just now she talks about California, like her writing is just so good. Um, So if you haven't read this, I would definitely recommend that you read it. Um, And it's just kind of interesting that, you know, each kind of chapter, I guess, is like a different essay. And there's like, it's kind of, yeah. So the first section is Lifestyles in the Golden Land. So each essay is just about, you know, different people or like different things that happened in California. And then I'm currently on section two, which is Personals. Um, so it's just kind of stuff that's happened to her. The last one I read was like oh no. Yeah. Well, like she wrote one about um keeping a notebook and just like how she always had a notebook as a kid and just like kind of explained it was pretty relatable. And then the last one, Seven Places of the Mind. So it's just like, I don't know, reading this too, it it was oh like it's just so perfect to read for this time of year, especially since I'm in California not to flex on but like just how she's describing, you know, the scenes and just like, especially in the 60s. I don't know. Like I'm just imagining almost like this Lana Del Rey music video, like like very chic, but like kind of just like that California vibe, you know? I just love like, oh my God, it's just so good. So if you guys haven't read it, I would definitely recommend, but I can't wait to read more of her books and... What was another one I have? I forget. She has, like, other books I know about, specifically, like, L.A. And just, like, it's just so fascinating to read. And just, like, the style of writing. Like, I don't want to say it's, like, romantic. But it's just, like, it's it's just this very specific vibe that is really enjoyable to read. And, again, it's almost like I'm in, like, a Lana Del Rey music video, like... (laughs) And I say that like in the best way, like her older videos, you know, like Born to Die era. Like that's what I'm like imagining. I don't know if that's like way off base maybe, but like it's just, you know, that 60s California vibe. Anyway, so that's what I'm currently reading. Follow me on Goodreads if you're not. But yeah, I also really want to read another Bell Hooks book as well as another Angela Davis book. I want to get back in my feminism literature bag um yeah so one thing at a time you know but yeah follow me on goodreads and i'm always like posting which books i'm reading on my story as well so check it out and let me know what you're currently reading down below okay last topic y'all and this is kind of a lot of topics in one astrology spring virgo full moon it's almost aries season pisces season is over let me know how was your pisces season like i said at the beginning of this episode mine was it w- It wasn't terrible um but it was definitely emotional. I cried a lot <laughs> i'm this, I don't cry like all the time, but I'm like, if I need to cry, I'll cry, you know, but I just feel like I was crying a lot during Pisces season um but with Aries season you know on the way it is the start of the new astrological year and I was watching an Alina Alive video which if you don't know she's a YouTuber she has astrology journals not the one that I have I have the magic of I one um but I just love her full moon and new moon videos specifically because she always has journal prompts um but she was talking about how you know this just like basically how I naturally already feel like A lot of us aren't usually inspired in the dead of winter to make resolutions and to have this like fresh outlook on life and like, oh, my God, like the traditional January 1st, New Year's traditional, you know, Um, but this like the start of the astrological calendar when it's like getting to be spring and it's like Aries season and we have that fiery energy kind of like pushing us forward like that's such a great time to set resolutions intentions start something new or, or if you did make goals or resolutions at the beginning of the year um, to kind of refresh yourself on those, see if they're still in alignment, check in with yourself, like, am I on track? Do I need to edit this goal? Whatever. So I found an article on Refinery29 about bringing out your inner Aries. Um airy season always seems to bring out the fire in all of us. The weather is turning warmer. there's a special electricity in the air as the new astrological begins. It's the astrological new year, which means it's time to make a fresh start in our lives. This season, our drive and determination will skyrocket and we'll feel as though we can do anything we set our minds to. The fiery energy will put wind in our sails and motivate us to move forward with our visions. Get creative, make a to-do list, ask for that promotion. Things will be happening, so you better be prepared for them. I would like to think of this as, like, the ovulation week of the year, you know? (laughs) Let me know if you relate, but if you have a period, I just know that the ovulation week, like, the week where you're fertile, bitch, I feel like I can do anything. Like, I wish I could just feel like that all the time. You know, we must go through seasons. It's really good to have, you know, our more hormonal, emotional times as well, because... We need that. We need to reflect. We need time to go inwards and like recoup and whatever. Anyway, it's not what this is about. But um, I want to do a a podcast about that though, Um, and like being in tune with your body and your cycles because like you, your body tells you so much. And like anyway, Um, but this, you know, ovulation week. It's just like I feel. I'm just like not annoyed by it. I mean, I say by anything, but you know, I'm just, I'm in a good mood. I feel motivated. I feel like, especially when I have a caffeine on ovulation week, it like usually hits exactly how I want it to, like gives me that energy and like the focus without like the jitters or the anxiety. Like, it's just like, yes. Um, I personally am almost on that week. <laughs> so lucky me starting Aries season off on a good note. But if you're not, you know, that's fine. We have a whole month. Um, <laughs> Um, the sun is right at home in Aries. This means that there's a renewal of solar energy in all of us, regardless of our sun sign. It's an exciting time, one that's strongly oriented towards self-discovery. Buckle up. (laughs) While Pisces season put us in more, put us more in tune with those around us, Aries season is all about being in tune with ourselves. When the sun moves from Pisces into Aries, we come back to what our own desires and needs are and how to go about meeting them. Aries is a strong, bold sign, and in true Aries fashion, this season is pushing us to be confident and to chase our goals. A little selfishness can come in handy when going after our dreams. Don't be a people pleaser or a good girl this Aries season. And I mean, if you're like, oh, good girl versus bad girl. Like if you, it's not about being a good girl, like oh, stay in the house and not going to the club, but it's just like, what did they say? Be a strong girl. Say no. Tell somebody to fuck off. (laughs) Okay. Um, At its best, Aries energy is warm, fun, and the characteristic of a true leader. Uh, Excuse me, let's not step on Leo's toes. (laughs) Um, This Aries season is also a great time for breathing fresh air into our romantic partnerships. The sun and Venus have been traveling together, and on March 26th, they finally form a conjunction, which is set to bestow gifts within relationships. Ooh, the full moon will also, you know, happen in Libra, which is the opposite of Aries. And it's the most relationship-oriented sign of all because it's about, you know, partnership and like that. It's like the scales. So it's like, you know, and it's their planet is Venus. So be aware of how we feel and expect to spend some time working through a situation that may crop up within a close relationship. Weighing our options will always be necessary. Your confidence will likely be inspired over the next month even if you're normally a shy or retiring person. Isn't this so funny? Like, I didn't even mean to, like, talk about the good girl thing and then, like, oh, yeah, but astrologically speaking, this is a great time to practice it because we'll be confident and have this fiery energy. Like, and it just so happened to be that way. Like, I am literally just now realizing that. So (laughs) if this isn't a sign, I don't know what is. Okay, so I'll link that article down below. I love their um, astrology articles. Like I always say, because they're, like, cute and trendy, but they also have good information, like, some astrology articles are very dense and like, but these are like fun without being like too just like surface level, I feel. So I'll link that down below as well. Um But yeah, like we are ready to take action. We have fired up vibes. It's a fresh start, bitch. Like it's spring. Let's do a little ritual. Also, there's a Virgo full moon, the 18th, which is, if you're listening to the, this, the day I posted it, Thursday, the 17th, it's the day after. Um, and I was watching Alina Alive's video on that. It's a worm moon, which sounds LOL. But she was explaining that that means that, like, it's because the soil of the earth has warmed up. So there's, like, little worms, you know, what'd she say? Like, just more in the soil or sprouting up from the soil because the soil's like, ready for spring. So I was like, ew, a worm moon. like. Uh. But then I was like, oh, my God, that's actually so, so chic. Not chic, but just like, ah. Um... And, you know, just being in tune, like, that's the cool thing about astrology is that it really does like put you so much in tune with nature and like the world around us and therefore with ourselves, you know, cause we are essentially part of nature. So I would recommend watching her video for those Virgo full moon rituals and different things that you can do. She said a good, like she was talking about things you can do for each of the elements. So like something you can do for fire, earth, water, and air. She said one of the earth things, since it is a Virgo full moon, an earth sign, was the crystal amethyst because and I'm not even super into crystals like that I feel like I have a lot of them but I'm not like always doing like a crystal ritual or anything um but because this is the birth stone of Pisces which is you know we're still in Pisces season as of recording this um this is like a good crystal to have during this time so she said you know for fire you could write down your intentions and or like something stuff you want to relate not your intentions Write down stuff you want to release and burn it safely, of course. Um, And then she also has some journal prompts. So I would really recommend watching her videos. Um, Again, I will link her down below. But yeah, full moon, as always, is a great time to reflect on the past month, to let things go, um, release. You know, the air, the the world, (laughs) the society is full of energy because it's a full moon. Um, so it's a good time to have those realizations, have those realizations. You may have realizations without wanting them, but just being able to let stuff go, taking a bath. I love taking a full moon, I just love taking a bath period. So she's like, because it's in Virgo, which is a very structured sign. Is there any structure or routine? Me just like reading the journal prompts anyway. Is there any structure or routine to your spiritual practice? What are you ready to release? What are you most proud of over? Like, what are you most proud of yourself for? releasing or doing over this past winter what challenges came up for you etc things like that so I would definitely recommend journaling about this if not maybe just thinking about it um and kind of just doing some like reflection as you're taking your hot girl walk or maybe not while you're meditating we're supposed to clear our minds doing that but take some time um so I'm just really excited you know I just feel like spring is just gonna it's bringing already so much new energy and it's like bitch we needed the fresh air no not even like literally like literally and in vibes (laughs) anyway i would love to hear your thoughts on anything we discussed down below thank you so much for watching and listening let me know what you want me to discuss next week let me know if you're an aries and i will talk to you guys in the next episode new episodes every thursday available on our platforms love you guys bye everyone